Hey, Lighting, have you heard? No. Mm-mm. No. The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel. The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. This episode of the Truck Show podcast, Have You Heard? is proudly presented by Nissan with the Frontier, Titan, and Titan XD. Nissan has a truck for every need along with the legendary Nissan durability. Test drive your next truck at a local Nissan dealer today or point your browser to NissanUSA.com where you can use the build and price tool to configure a Nissan truck that fits your lifestyle. And when you're thinking about adding power or improving fuel economy, Banks has over 65 years of experience. Whether it's cold air intakes or exhaust systems, tuning, throttle control, charge air cooling, lubrication components, and much more, no one offers smarter, safer, 50-state emissions-compliant performance parts than Gale Banks. You'll find the best engineered parts for your truck at BanksPower.com. This is the show where they talk breaking news, and this is the part where Coleman has lightning at you heard. Hey, Lighting, have you heard? Yes. No, no, I actually haven't. So, Lighting, uh, from the annals of We Won't Get That Here, I think I found a truck that uh, you would want if we could get that here. right. You're good at that. You're good at showing me little tiny miniature trucks that I want so bad, and yet will never arrive on these shores. Okay, how about the uh, new Ford Ranger MS-RT? MS-RT. Miniature... I don't know. What does this stand for? Miniature sport rally truck? That would be rad. All right. Uh, Lowered and wider. It's a uh, street truck that was created by Ford's M Sport rally team, and it's only available in Europe. But wait, I know you're giving me the the O face. You're like, what? But but you haven't heard the best part. This has got lightning written all over it. Yes. Tell me more, please. M Sport made the Ranger. 3.2 3.2 inches wider on each side. Yes. Is it just fender flares? There's a is body it... kit. Yes. There's 21-inch wheels wrapped in Conti Conti Sport Connect tires. Okay. A track that's 1.6 inches wider than normal. Yes. A better stance because it's been lowered 1.6 inches. Yes. And a rad front fascia. How about a 3-liter turbo diesel V6 with 237 horsepower and 443 pound-feet of torque. I mean, that's not that much. Backed by a 10-speed. You work for freaking banks. You don't think if that truck came here, yeah. you wouldn't just, Gail wouldn't just turn I mean, the wick up on it? Maybe. If, yeah. Yes. So what? Don't worry about but that. But I care about the stance. Yeah. Can I see it? 10-speed automatic. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. It's let a me Ranger see. Street truck. Hold on. Okay. You just sit back there. I'll, Ranger I'll Street put truck. it on the screen All when right. I'm All right. damn ready to. Uh, okay. Ranger MSRT, so that's MS-RT for those of you who want to go out and uh, search for it. The max payload is still 2,200 pounds, so still a ton. It can tow up to 7,700 pounds, so that's a lot. Yeah. And it looks way better. I don't know if it rides better, but it's got super deep front seats with, like, bolsters that go out to the dashboard. Like Recaro styles? Like racing seats? Yeah, I mean, they look like Recaros. I don't know if they're actually Recaros, but uh, they look really awesome. So Wait, Who's this built by? Ford. This is all Ford? Yes. What? You don't get it here. 
You don't get it. You don't I get it. I need it. Do you want to see a picture? You don't get it. Do you want to see a picture? Yes, yes, right, yes, it up yes, on the, yes. Uh, please. Putting it up on the Podshed TV for you right now. All right. Dude. Dude. I mean, that looks pretty rad, right? That looks great. It's not nearly low enough, but that looks wonderful. Those aren't just fender flares. Those are, it's very, uh, they bulge out the way my TRX Well, it's almost, yeah, it's almost like a, a Raptor, but it's more street than it is off-road. Yeah, I still, it's got four inches too much gap. Yeah, soda. you could definitely put a soda can in there. Yeah, way but dude, too what much. Do you want? It needs to be Listen, on the ground. The best part about it is you have a, a great platform to start from, and it's this is on the new Body Style Ranger. I think it looks great. That looks great. It really does. I think they did an awesome job on it. Um, Those wheels look aftermarket. I, I like the wheels. Yeah. They, they're very cool. So anyway, uh, I just That's wanted to tease you. It's a good looking truck. It's a great looking truck. Wow. Seriously. And, if we, uh, and we get it here when? Uh, never. No! No, no. Uh, that'd be half past <laughs> never. I, we'll try and get it up on our uh, on our uh, socials. <clears throat> Dave, are you listening? And uh, you can guys can check it out. I, I Honestly, I want to know what your feedback is on it because I know there's a ton of people from Ford who listen to the show. And maybe we just need to start a campaign to get this thing over here. And I know we've talked about the Maverick having a sport truck version coming out because it's been caught in spy photos. But, dude, come on. Come on! This is the truck people want. I'm telling you, sport trucks are coming back. Put the Raptor engine in it, right? The three-liter gas t- twin-turbo V6. Yeah. And do this exact package. And um, the Americans would buy the crap out of those things. I got a winner! Yeah. But here's the thing about it being a little bit taller than you like. You don't have to slow down for speed bumps or anything. It's still a truck. No, no, no. It's still toes. It, it, it's still hauls. They'd be gorgeous on and, the ground. And with arch power train, it would haul ass. Yeah. No, this these these wheels tires need to be tucked. That looks good. Dang! And look at the uh, the the lip on the top of the uh, that little duckbill spoiler on the yeah. back. Of, yeah. Anyway, I like oh, it. It's good looking. Hey, lighting. Have you heard? No. No, I have not. Uh, some specs uh, have been leaked on the fifth gen Rams uh, website about the 2025 Ram 1500, which, as we all know, uh, will no longer have a Hemi V8. Yeah, that's going to have the straight six hurricane. And I believe there's some spy photos this past week of the RHO, and where yours says 6.2 liter supercharged you like how on the, the hood. You it like says, how the, uh, the, the gaffer's tape had like peeled yeah, off? Yeah, and it said hurry. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is kind of funny. They should call it the hurricane, but then I guess that's that old, that's the stick that old people use that they get off daytime TV. The hurricane? Hurricane. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, it's this like uh, cane that helps you walk faster. But I'm thinking they should have called it the hurricane in the... Anyway, doesn't yeah, matter. You're not getting my reference. So, no, I don't. moving right along, uh, the high output version of the engine will be making uh, 540 horsepower and 521 pound-feet of torque, and that will be on premium fuel, according to the owner's manual. All the high-end vehicles are using premium these days. Yeah, but, but here's the good news. The 3.6 Pentastar V6, which is the base engine, uh, you can still use 87 or 89. And then the non-high output, which is 120 horsepower less and 52 pound-feet torque less, uh, uh, runs on regular also. So I think the uh, the big thing will be uh, how much more fuel efficient is it than the uh, outgoing Hemi V8. If you look at the Grand Wagoneers, a comparison, you're probably one or two miles per gallon better with the new engine. So we'll see. I, I want to see someone like HB Tuners break into the CCM and try to best the TRX 702. Do you think that'll happen? At some point. I mean, we did that reel about it, and I think there's a super high output, not to steal from Ford's show nomenclature, but I think there's a higher output version of the Hurricane coming. 
we've talked about on the show before that block is good to like a thousand horsepower or something like that in crate engine form. I guarantee you somebody's gonna do a seven hundred and fifty horsepower because Tim Kaniskis, who's still running Ram, he was the Hellcat everything guy. Yep. I mean, come on. Tim's not gonna be like, oh well the Raptor R is beating us. He's gonna go, hold my beer. Or hold my oil can or something. Yeah, adding 200 horsepower over this launch edition. Interesting. That's a lot. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what the uh, what they do. But my guess is that there is a a higher output version coming. Okay. Hey, lighting. Have you heard? No. Nope. In other RAM news, uh, there is some scuttlebutt about the updated RAM HD being shown later this year. Uh, but don't get yourselves super excited. I don't believe it's going to be based on the uh, 1500 DT uh, cab. Really? But it, but it might be. I mean, it's still a DJ, which is the old body style. Now, even though the cab looks the same as the older truck, there's way more high-strength steel. And You're quite... saying, well, hold on a second. You're saying that... that it... I don't think it's a full redesign is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I think it's a mid-cycle refresh. Now, is this the one where they ditch the Cummins? Uh, <laughs> do you want to get into that? I scare mean... everybody? <laughs> I don't think they're doing it now, but I know that there's been discussion. What goes in its place? I think we need to do some research because <laughs> are, are you? Do be you think some, Cummins is out? I think Cummins is out. At what point? I think they've got to be considering the bloodbath, like the the betrayal that oh, the yeah, fans dude, will dude, feel. They would all walk away from Ram instantly. They'd be like, "No Cummins, I ain't going." But. I just have a, something tells, and I don't know this, I don't know this, but my gut tells me that they've wanted to part ways for a while, mm-hmm. and like the recent emission scandals are, are going to force things. Probably not not helping gotta, that. Gotta speed that up. Well, the 2025 Ram and 1500. Listen, Cummins is, hold on, the, the 2025 Ram 1500, which is coming out now, so the, uh, the the journalists are driving it currently. That has some exterior design tweaks and bigger screens on the interior, new trim levels, all that kind of stuff. You know, their new powertrains, over-the-air updates, blah 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 blah. Do I think that uh, the heavy duty is getting some of that? Sure. Do I think it's going to get the current cab on the 15? Now, people ask me all the time, when is the 1500 cab coming to the heavy-duty trucks? And the reason they didn't do it at launch was because they only had so much money. I think people think that the that's the same cab. Yeah, it's it not. looks so identical. No, it doesn't. It, no, it, it, it does At first glance, it does. It does. Uh, so, okay, so Ford and Chevy all look the same at first glance, too. But if okay. you're the nuance of, of a truck guy, they know. They totally know that that's the old cab and the 1500 has a new cab. I don't know that the 1500 cab's coming to the heavy duty, although it should, but that would be a completely new redesign because I think the mounting points are different and the frames are different. Like the the uh, D uh, S to DT frame mm-hmm. is a different frame and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. Engine. I'd like to tell you guys. Engine. Where are they going to go for an engine? That's the question. Who would supply? Does It'll Stellantis... You C- think Cummins so? has some, yeah, I, they're not changing that soon. No, 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 no. I, I mean, of course, they're not going to change it for this. The 6.4 six, six is going to be the same gas engine. I understand that. You're and not going to get the six the, the six cylinder hurricane and the heavy no, duty. No, no, I get that. The 6.7 Cummins is going to be for this refresh, mm-hmm. if that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm saying ultimately in, say, 2027, what's that Ram heavy I, duty powered I by? I, I think you could take the current Cummins 6.7. 
and you could put the uh, the eight speed behind it because ZF had an eight speed. And I know they had some mules and stuff like that. Yeah, you could put the eight speed, and that would transform that engine and make it competitive. I understand that it would, but it's still the same block and the same pistons. And so, it, it's just how much extra still, power do you need? It's not about the power. I know everybody just said what? How, how can you say that? <laughs> but it's not just about the power. It's it's about how do you eke a little more power out of it and still retain the emissions. We talked about like the eight point three liter of the GM. I get it. Yeah, but if you're using a multi speed transmission, you can keep the revs in the sweet spots, you know, more often. But that doesn't. But absolutely can, change. You, no, no, emissions. no. But you you can. You can keep the sweet spot, yes, but you can't increase horsepower because you'd have to add more boost, which adds more compression, more cylinder pressure, which equals more knocks. All right. So what engine is it going to be? I'm curious. What do you guys think? So Lightning doesn't know. At, no, I don't. <laughs> Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. You remember when we used to have Mr. X's who used to send us uh, stuff? Listen, if you know something and you want to get it out there and you want us to talk about it, just shoot us a little note. You can Your subject line can be Mr. X. We won't out you. It'll be all secretive and we'll tell everybody what you know. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. If you know something about the new Ram Heavy Duty engine if you know something you're not supposed to talk about i i just something tells me it's gonna surprise us if you know something say something say something (laughs) (laughs) let us know because we we i guarantee you there's some testing going on i just feel it will are these engines being developed inside of stellantis or externally inquiring minds want to know truckshowpodcast at gmail.com hey lighting have you heard no, I have not. I know this isn't necessarily our uh, core wheelhouse, but uh, Volvo just released some information about their uh, new D13 inline six engine, which has a maximum torque output of 1,850 <laughs> pound feet. You know, you love those commercials. Volvo has some amazing commercials for their big rigs. Well, check this out. I feel like the CEO is always hanging by his hard hat, like dangling somewhere, like connected to a truck on a giant crane. Have you seen those? I haven't. Okay. But what I have seen is that Volvo has what they call a waved piston crown design. So I guess they introduced it back in 2016, um, but they've used uh, computational fluid dynamics in order to make it more efficient. And so now these the, the piston crowns have these odd ridges, and so they're around the radius of it, and the fuel injector nozzles basically spray in the valleys between these ridges. So have you ever seen a Volvo piston before? No. Check that weirdness out. Uh, let me stretch it. It looks like a wheel. Way. Like if you were to look at the top of the piston straight on, it looks like a spoked wheel. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like a high offset spoked wheel. It does remind me, though, of the new Duramax piston, but without the... The, the ridges, spokes. but that's yeah. the whole point of this is the spokes. That's the whole reason of existence. Very interesting. Do you know who I'm working on as a guest, by the way? I do not. A professor at Clemson. Okay. Uh, they have um, inserted thermocouples into the piston so they can measure the temperature of the plumes of fuel as they're being injected and exploding uh, or, or igniting in the bowl of the piston. When the piston goat travels down the bore for just a few milliseconds, it charges and then it goes back up. It's fascinating. They've got a wireless charger in the bore and the bottom of the piston. And when they get close, it charges and it goes up. 
It measures the temperatures, it goes down, it charges, it goes up and measures again, and then transmits it out the side of a block with an, uh, via an antenna. It's freaking fascinating hmm. that this university is doing this, and they have an amazing laboratory, a dino cell. So well, we love content are, from inside laboratories. So they are studying how the fuel ignites diesel in this particular case, and they're getting into like alter- alternative fuels. So that would be a fascinating discussion. So uh, continuing with the uh, Volvo story, this is uh, on the drive. It talks about how Volvo had had modeled the flow inside the combustion chamber, but then they found that with traditional piston crowns, when you spray the fuel from uh, top dead center of the combustion chamber toward the cylinder walls, the, the flame front goes toward the walls before coming back, and then it leaves unused oxygen in the center of the chamber. So what yes. they did was... They, you know, they have these ridges radially, and then the fuel injector nozzles spray in these valleys, and that creates uh, these flame fronts that move toward the uh, cylinder wall and then reverse back to the middle. So the original ones, I guess, had six segments, and the upgraded version has uh, seven. So interesting that they changed the design slightly on the new engine. And then uh, that required another nozzle in the fuel injector, And then that allows them to divide output of the injector into uh, smaller, more controlled doses, according to uh, Michael Febo at the drive. So uh, obviously we know precision control is is huge. So they say that these upgrades improve fuel economy by 2%, but cut soot emissions in half, which is pretty incredible. That's That's a lot. Yeah. So Gail frequently talks about swirl, right? Because... As the piston comes up the bore and it compresses the fuel and ignites, it's swirling around. And this sounds like it might be potentially stopping the swirl. Or maybe yeah, not swirling like a toilet bowl, but, but coming in on itself, like turning the swirl on its side maybe. That makes sense? Almost like a, a nuclear explosion that you see, like, yeah, curls around like a, like a, uh, a mustache. So uh, they also changed <laughs> the turbo on the new uh, D13, so it's smaller. And so max torque used to be between 1,300 and 1,500 RPM. But now this engine starts making peak torque at a low, low, low 1,050 RPM and actually maintains it all the way through 1,500. So Volvo says every 100 RPM drop while driving is a 1.5% increase in fuel economy. That's amazing. So anyway, there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff about the uh, uh, what happens after the turbine section of the turbo goes on. So go to thedrive.com and, and check out the uh, the story if you're into big rigs. Holman, does it surprise you that companies like Volvo and so many others are still investing so much money while doing the EV thing, but in ice, like still trying to perfect the science of internal combustion? Uh, I think it's cool. I think people realize that uh, internal combustion is uh, still needed for a long time. The EVs make sense in uh, last mile delivery, school buses, things like that, but they're not, in my opinion, ready for primetime cross country. All right, uh, Lightning, I put something up on the screen in the pod shed for you. Uh, why are you on screen and why are you? So, wait a minute. What is this about a Keystone Big Show? What are you doing? All right, so uh, Keystone hired me to uh, go to their big show, which is like a mini SEMA. Uh, Keystone, the giant uh, company that uh, is a distributor for a bunch of aftermarket products in the industry. And they do this show for all of their, basically the manufacturers and their customers. And it's like a mini SEMA. And so every year they they open up the show with like a uh, discussion or a panel. It's like the the big boom deal. And uh, I get to be your, uh, your moderator on that. You so. are moderating yeah. a panel? I am moderating a panel that's actually really interesting. So 
what we are calling the panel is the revolutionizing the ride, the relationship between OEMs and aftermarket accessories in the automotive landscape. And what that is, is, you know, we've had Sheldon Brown on, we had the guys from GM on, we've had Nissan on talking about collaborations with Bill Stein and Fox. And so many times we've spoken to these executives at the OEs, and it's so surprising and cool that they're excited to work with the aftermarket and actually embrace the aftermarket. You'd think that they would be, you know, fighting with the aftermarket, but surprisingly not so much. Well, so that's the question, right? So you're going to have a lot of shops and jobbers there. So the point of this panel is to talk about how these halo vehicles affect. Is there a downstream effect? Should you be afraid as a shop owner or as a manufacturer that the OEs have partnered with these people and now there's nothing, no meat left on the bone for you? Or is it like our conversation about Raptors, right? You go get a Raptor, you're not going to stop modifying it. Or maybe you can't afford the TRD Pro, so you get the TRD off-road. There's still room to to court that customer. And so this whole panel is around the aftermarket and what it means to basically the end consumer and the jobbers and the shops. And, and so we have this great panel. So the panel, I'm really proud to be moderating it. It's our buddy, Mike Spagnola, president of SEMA. I'm not familiar with I mean, he, uh, that's Mike. A, that's a pretty big name. How about yeah. the uh, the chief growth officer for Real Truck, which obviously is a massive player in the aftermarket, Tony Ambrosia. And then uh, Brad Akins from Akins Ford and Wild Willie's Custom Accessories representing the independent uh, retail sector. So the panel should be pretty cool because it represents uh, all of these companies and interests to kind of educate uh, shops on what's coming in the future. So I've got a bunch of questions lined up. So it should be a really awesome panel. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that if you don't hear from me from three or four days, I might be in Florida. Wait, it, the panel is just a couple hours on one day. Why will you be unavailable for four? No, I was just uh, thinking about enjoying my uh, stay uh, in free America for a couple extra days. That's all. Where you can get your hands on some Cuban cigars and high-end hooch. Uh, well, that's actually in my writer, so yeah. <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast. Everything looks safe here. Not so fast, Chris. Look closer. Aha! The microwave is running unattended. That's right. And there's a can of paint thinner inside.